Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Our scripture reading this morning is from the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, if you would like to follow along in the Pew Bible in the rack, it's on page 400, excuse me, 542, Ecclesiastes 11, 1 through 4. Send out your bread upon the waters, for after many days you will get it back. Divide your means seven ways, or even eight, for you do not know what disaster may happen on earth. When clouds are full, they empty rain on the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. Whoever observes the wind will not sow, and whoever regards the clouds will not reap. I want to start with a confession about one of my guilty pleasures. I'm hooked on sports talk radio, uh, in, in, in part to keep up with sports and scores and all that. I did not need the radio, by the way, to learn that the, the dogs won yesterday or to learn about a ninth inning home run uh, last night. But I listen in part to keep up with sports. But the main reason I listen is I'm kind of a student of language and communication. In my judgment, the best contemporary communicators, sadly, are not preachers, but stand-up comedians. Their timing, their storytelling, their verbal sleight of hand, they are really, really good. But on the other end of the continuum, the worst verbal communicators I know are sports talk radio personalities. It, it's like nails on a chalkboard to be. It really is. There, there's, a, there's kind of an art form to it that if you'll start listening for it, you'll, you'll notice. What they do more than anything else is they say very obvious things with a level of conviction and urgency such that it should sound profound, like they were the first people to ever think of this, like they just had some insight that you need to know. Patrick, argue with me if you want. And callers, I'm, this is just me, this is just me. But I think this game is going to come down to who executes Really? Was that a profound insight? I mean, it, did you learn something about the skill of competition and insider's wisdom? One morning, driving to work, I promise, I actually heard this line delivered with a cadence that would suggest that he had just experienced some profound epiphany about the nature of God. The radio guy said, 
at the end of the day, and I should have mentioned this earlier, uh, a lot happens in sports, apparently, at the end of the day. Um, somehow, a lot of sports wisdom is culminated right there near the midnight hour. You would not believe how much insight happens at the end of the day. At the end of the day, Kyrie is going to be Kyrie. What? What was that? Well, at first glance, it might appear that today's scripture was written by the host of an afternoon sports call-in show. Our scripture for today is from Ecclesiastes, which is part of the wisdom literature of Hebrew scriptures. The dominant theme of these writings is the exchange between God and God's people around the things that lead to wisdom, insight, good judgment. The purpose of this collection is to pass along generation to generation the wisdom of the ages and the sages. Proverbs, Job, Song of Solomon are other books in this collection of sacred wisdom literature, and we dig around in there for nuggets of wisdom, something profound that we pass to our children and their children and their children. But as I said, today's scripture sounds like sportscasters speak to me. The blatantly obvious wrapped in profound urgency. Hear it again. When the clouds are full, they empty rain on the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where that tree falls, there it will lie. There's your gospel lesson for the day. Go and do likewise. I mean, what? But what we have here is a selection of poetry about the wisdom of finance. During this stewardship season, it makes sense for us to try to learn from our ancestors about the economy of God. Send your bread upon the waters, and after many days, you will get it back. First, let me tell you how this selection of verses has been communicated to me throughout my lifetime, how I grew up hearing these verses. I grew up hearing this scripture misused by televangelists and others, suggesting that Koheleth, the author of Ecclesiastes, is saying that if we give away our money to the church or the evangelists, God will bless our giving in ways that fill our pockets. As though the wisdom literature is teaching charity is profitable. I hope that's not what you expected from me today. I mean, we are in stewardship season after all, but did you really expect me to come to this text and preach and say to you, cast your bread upon the water, just throw your money out there on the waves with no regard, sling a whole bunch of it in the offering plate at Second Ponce, and you know what? God will bless you 
and bless you, and you'll probably get to buy that vacation property you've had your eye on. You know better. But I grew up on that theology. Before I drove the 1972 uh, Ford Pinto that I've told you so much about, I had a brown Ford LTD with a 351 Cleveland for those of you who are into cars and a fine aftermarket eight track player that hung below the console. In my limited eight track uh, selection, I had uh, eight track soundtrack from the movie FM, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, and an eight, a gospel eight track by the Imperials. The Imperials eight-track included a song that was based on today's reading. And here was how it was interpreted in that song. Well, there are people out there who think they're not receiving anything from God at all. Oh, they are shaken from their believing when they don't see results, they quickly fall. Keep on casting your bread upon the water. Soon it's going to come back on every wave. Keep casting your bread upon the water. Soon it's going to come back on every wave. No, this scripture is not about giving so that you can get. The passage is actually just practical wisdom. The kind of wisdom a parent would pass on to a child about handling his or her finances. This is about money and investments, not a prosperity gospel. Cast your bread upon the water. Shipping commerce is a good investment. From what, you, from what we've seen, kids, uh, if you invest in the import and export of goods... You'll get a pretty good return. It's a good investment. But then there's a word of caution that follows. You need to diversify your investments. Divide your means seven ways or even eight, for you do not know what disaster may happen on earth. Don't invest everything in high-risk ventures. You don't know. The ship might sink. Pirates, who knows? Diversify. Invest in seven or eight different things just to cover. You see, this is good, sound, practical, financial advice. So what about this merits Holy Scripture? Is this just an ancient forerunner to Barron's Investment Magazine? Well, here comes the wisdom part of the investment teaching. When clouds are full, they empty rain on the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. Whoever observes the wind will not sow, and whoever regards the clouds will not reap. Relax. God is in control. God continues to provide. God continues to replenish. Stop the guessing, the forecasting, the hand-wringing. 
when the clouds are full, they empty rain on the earth. But stop running around guessing and trying to anticipate when and how and how much and on what field. It's, it's okay. When the wind blows hard, trees fall. Stop running around anxious about what you don't have control over. Because whoever observes the wind will not sow. Whoever regards the clouds will not reap. So settle down. All this closed-fisted hoarding is not the economy of God. God replenishes. God keeps making new. God keeps providing. But you plant crops and then run all over the place looking around at the sky, wondering and worrying, is it going to rain? Is it going to rain? Are my crops going to die? Well, guess what? When clouds are full... They empty rain on the earth. That might sound as obvious as a sportscaster saying that the Braves may win this series if they can continue to make clutch hits in late innings. But apparently we need to be reminded. God has always, always refilled the clouds. It doesn't run out. There is no scarcity in God's economy. But you can run around craning your neck, staring, hoping for rain and doing all the worry. But why? Since the beginning of time, God has been refilling the clouds and they don't run out. And when they are full, they empty rain on your tomatoes like they did last year and the year before that. The wisdom of Koheleth on financial literacy, study, care for your finances, make informed investments. Hey, I've heard that the sea trade's doing well. Balance your checkbook. Do the best you can to be financially responsible, but stop being so obsessed with it all. Checking the clouds to see when it's going to rain. Looking up your retirement account every single morning. It'll make you crazy, I know. I've been looking lately. I might be preaching here till I'm 81. <laughs> Just keep, why, what if, what if, what if? Kohela says, stop it. Behind all of this is an economy of God that operates only in abundance. Peach trees Yielded peaches again this year, like they did last year and the year before that, the year before that. And God remembered to water the tomatoes. And besides, when the wind blows a tree over, there's not anything you can do about it anyway. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. Whether you worry about it or not, the tree's going to fall. 
So what does all this have to do with stewardship? God's whole economy is marked by abundance and replenishment, and as we saw illustrated so beautifully by multiplication. As you've seen, God's multiplication table is our theme this year. And you give God one peach pit, God can feed 500 people more peach ice cream than they can eat for 500 years. God doesn't ever run out. It's God's nature to be extravagant and, and God knows that you and I are most fully alive when we use the model of God's abundance to create our own generosity. God is never worried about running out of rain. And we are activating the image of God within us when we give with an underlying trust that God's economy always, always replenishes. There is a correlation here. The people you know who are the most fully alive are also the people who are the most generous. Tom told us about the principle of tithing, giving back 10% of what we earn back to the purposes of God, 10% of every paycheck in the offering plate. The only reason you wouldn't give away 10% is if you were worried that there wouldn't be enough. But keeping it all is a way of saying, God, I'm not sure you can make peaches again this year. I keep looking at that cloud and I'm not sure if you're going to water my garden or not. I better just hold it all. The wisdom of Koheleth, the the wisdom literature that's been passed on from one generation of Israelite to the next, just on and on and on through the centuries, that made it into our holy book. Work hard. Make money. Make good investments. I've heard the sea trade is high yielding. Diversify your portfolio. Save. Be smart. But the moment you start clutching and acting like there is not enough to share, you are betraying the image of God within you because God never operates out of scarcity. God has never run out of rain, ever. So give not because of some prosperity gospel promise that suggests that your charitable contributions are going to come back as a profit. No. Give because it's how you were created. We were created in the image of God. And we will never be fully alive until we have trusted in the God 
whose economy is all about abundance. You will never be who you were created to be until you activate your own outrageous generosity as a celebration of your ability to produce and create. God will continue to provide. Just as sure as peach trees will make peaches again this year, just as sure as rain clouds will produce rain, and just as sure as a fallen tree is going to fall and lie right where it fell, there are just some things you can count on. And God's abundant provision is certainly one of them. So our task is to give as though we believe it's true. To give in such a way that we remind ourselves that we were created in God's very image and created to be generous. That's our work. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.